Welcome back to another episode of the Ring'em Up Podcast. It is Sunday afternoon. We got the uh, Mets and Cleveland game on right now. Sunday night baseball. Scores currently 1-1 to in the top of the 8th inning. And uh, Verlander just finished the 8th inning there. So a pretty strong outing from a guy they're hoping to really rely on. Carlos, how are you today? It's a great, great time to be alive right now, man. I am so pumped. I'm excited to be here. It just... A good day all around, man. Yeah, man. I mean, jeez, look at that Verlander just dealing one one eight innings, eight innings, eight innings. You're you're you gave your team a chance. You know what I mean? That's what you expect out of that guy. But you know, we'll kind of keep up, see how this game ends here. But yeah, I mean, kind of getting into this week, a lot of stuff really going on. A lot, a lot, a lot in the baseball world. Tons of injuries. Uh, getting into you know kind of where we're at standing wise obviously coming up here the end of may now pretty much so you know teams are starting to really find their groove and kind of show who they might really be all year right Um, but before we get into that real quick a huge shout out to the utah utes softball team i didn't know these girls were honestly that good but nope no idea they were this good shows how much we follow i guess right but they just won. Uh, they hosted a regional with Ole Miss, uh, Baylor, and Southern Illinois, I believe, yes. was the other yep. team, right? Um, ended up winning today's game against Ole Miss to win the regional. And because uh, UCLA um, absolutely got, shit the bed. Yeah, shit the bed this year. Number no two, other way to say that. Number two ranked team in all of college softball. And uh, they lose in a regional that they're hosting. And they didn't even make it to like a champion. They, it's not like nah. they lost. Oh, they lost a championship game. No, they nah. didn't even. Yeah, I they think, flat out lost their first two games and were out. Yeah, that's kind of embarrassing for a number two ranked team. But yeah, so Utah is going to be hosting, I believe, San Diego State uh, won that regional over there. So they'll be hosting them next week, and that'll be fun, man. Big shout out to, to the Utes girls there. Hope they yeah. do well in this first in program history, history, man. I mean, that's interesting, man. Hopefully they get to that College World Series and we get to cheer them on there as well. It's awesome. But, yeah, huge shout out. Yeah, huge for sure. Yeah, I mean, kind of moving on into baseball, man. I mean, uh, how are your cheating Yankees uh, kind of looking out there? Whoa, whoa, okay. Before you start, you know, accusing people here, they're not cheaters. Well, I'm just saying a lot of a lot of weird stuff really here, happened this week. I mean, yes, very first, a lot of weird stuff. Let's start off on the positive note. Aaron Hicks got DFA'd. You have <laughs> people who have been listening to this show know how much I absolutely. <laughs> hate Aaron Hicks and the fact that he got DFA'd I woke that was uh, I believe yesterday's news and when I saw that I kind of thought it was a joke at first and no they said yep dude we're gonna give you I believe it's close to like 30 mil what's left of his contract here you go take it get the fuck on out of here don't let the door hit you on the way out or do whichever or do we don't give a fuck <laughs> might give us a good laugh at least give us something worth our money oh my gosh you have no <laughs> idea how how pumped I was for that they called up Oh man, what's his name? They just signed this guy from the Red Sox. I'm trying to think of his name. I can't right now, but Greg Allen, I believe. Um, but anyways, yeah, they called him up, and yeah, they DFA'd Aaron Hicks in Cincinnati. So well, I think that was a long time coming. I don't know what they've been waiting for. I guess they gave him every and any chance in the world that you could possibly chance. give someone. I remember at the start and, of the year. I mean, when Stanton was still healthy, he was complaining about how. He hates coming in to pinch it against a closer every day. Like that, he—that's his one at bat. And so, Stanton went down, and I mean, a lot of guys. We the Yankees have a lot of injuries, so Aaron Hicks got his opportunity. He's been the starter for you know a few weeks now, and dude, just not good. I yeah, I believe he's going to go to a team though, like the Giants or 
I don't know, some weird, like, just random team. And I think he will ball out because he's not a bad athlete. But it's just, I just, it, I think it's one of those things where New York is just not the place for him. I mean, definitely. You know, another Joey Gallo situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, we see how Joey he, Gallo is yeah. now. He's not an MVP candidate, but he's definitely he's, a lot better than what he was with the Yankees. Yeah, he's definitely something worth value. You know what I mean? Having on that roster. He, yeah. He so, didn't bring any value to the Yankees. No, Aaron, zero. Aaron Hicks is bringing zero value to the Yankees. So, yeah, you're definitely right. Maybe there's a team out there for him that, uh, you know, he can show a little bit and actually play, you know, kind of his ball, whatever yeah, that I might mean, be. So. so, like I said, I wish him the best of luck, and he probably will ball out somewhere, but thank God he's off the Yankees. I cannot, I couldn't believe it. The day finally came. <sighs> Sayonara, baby. Well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, but apart from that. You still got the cheaters over there. I mean, they're Aaron, not cheaters. Aaron Judge doing whatever that little eye thing was that everybody says he was cheating about. First of all, people are fucking stupid. They're very stupid. <laughs> I mean, the dude just looked in the dugout, and now you're just accusing him of being a cheater. First of all, that's the, that kind of stuff has happened forever in the game. You know what I mean? If right. you're tipping your signs, or if someone's able to catch something that. So I think that's where where we should, people should know. This is nothing, nothing to what the Houston Astros did. Yeah, that's completely. different. This has been something that's been part of the game of baseball forever. Everybody's done that. I mean, why do you think why why do you think catchers give the multiple signals with guys on second base? Like, because a player is going to tell his hitter, give his hitter a bet the best opportunity possible to get a hit if he can, right? Well, like, right. And, like, I mean, even even now, they, they with that whole pitch con thing, um, or pitch com, I should say, they there's some guy, catchers who use it but will still give out hand signs. Uh-huh. They'll still put down two, three, one, whatever. Yep. So it's like you don't know which, you don't one, know they're which one they're of, going to. There's yeah. absolutely no way of knowing. So what happened is – the Yankees at that point were up six zero, and um, Aaron Aaron Judge got a ball call or a strike call on him that was very borderline. Aaron Boone came out to defend his guy, started chirping at the umpire. Umpire threw him out. The dugout continued to chirp, and Aaron Judge said that when he took his eyes away from the pitcher, that he was looking at the bench to see who was chirping. That was his excuse, but I mean. I don't care. I don't care what the hell he was doing. If he was getting a sign from somebody, hey, if you're the team that he's catching on, like do something different so that they're not catching your well, signs. Well, no, and that's the best part is like, the pitcher for the Blue Jays at the time, I can't think of who the pitcher was, but he came out that next day and was like, oh, he said, and I quote, it was the time it was the time it was taking me from my set position. He he admitted to Ken Rosenthal that he was tipping pitches. Yeah. And if you saw the bomb that he hit, it was literally a cock-high slider that did not break. Oh, and you're, yeah. you're going to throw that to a guy who just hit 62 home runs? Yeah. No. Like, I'm whether he knew that was coming or not, I mean, you can't leave that pitch there to any that's, major that's, leaguer. That's not hard to miss, especially right. for a guy named Aaron Judge. That's very easy for him to – he probably hits that ball out nine out of ten times. Absolutely. Like, 462 feet. Like, so it's you, like, you throw him a cement mixer up there that's belt high right down the middle of the plate. Like, yeah, he's nine out of ten times that ball's going 450 feet. Right. And so that's 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 very – that's just something that's always been part of the game. If, if your pitcher – if you can see what the pitcher's throwing before he actually throws it, that's on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that's on him. He's not he's moving his hand too much in his glove or he's showing it like that's part of the game. That's a whole different situation than 
the Astros using technology to relay signals. Very different. Signal. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a whole. Those are way two way different things. You know, way way two different things. Interesting situation here with the Mets and the and the uh, Guardians. Keep. I still not used to calling them the freaking Guardians. I just thought of Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit ago before we got <laughs> on here. It called it Galaxy for whatever. He's reason. like the Cardinals are playing the Galaxy. I'm like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy or who? <laughs> Hey, I, I'm still getting used to it here, but um, you had Francisco. What's his last name? Francisco Alvarez. Alvarez their their pros, catcher. Their, their catching prospect uh, come up in the eighth. Shane Bieber's been uh, dueling like Verlander here. Um, he's still in the game right now. Um, bottom of the eighth inning, Francisco Alvarez gets a leadoff, a leadoff single. Uh, gets pinch run for by Starling Marte uh, with one out here. Marte... Ooh, safe at first. They had picked them off twice. The second one was very close. They're reviewing it. And they were reviewing it. They just confirmed he's safe. But, yeah, I mean, things are starting to kind of light up here. Francisco Lindor up to bat has a home run today, the sole run for the Mets. So, Can you imagine how pissed off Buck would have been right there, Buck Showalter, the manager? Oh, yeah. He'd be Oh, he'd be livid we're in this tied, situation. We're tied up. Our catcher just got a base hit up the middle. And I bring in a guy. Oh, oh Lindor. A little bit early. A little too early. But hey, but yeah, I I see uh I see New York's got this uh I guess all the New York pitchers kind of uh, work together I guess they they go to the same mini camp every week no, or they just or what happened I don't know what's going on man <laughs> here's here's the here's why I believe the Domingo whole incident is he's innocent um he's not he is he's not. well he's, I guess he saw that shit on his pants so he's no okay for oh. any true baseballer what was on his pants was the fat ass lip he had just thrown or taken out of his lip mm. that was chewing tobacco uh, yep and jose trevino on the what's that aj Przinski podcast called the uh, foul territory uh-huh. they had jose trevino on that and he goes hey man anybody who plays baseball knows exactly what came out of his mouth he was he threw that wad out and he kind of was wiping his pants and that's what that was there wasn't that was not pine tar and this is why i know he wasn't throwing pine tar Domingo Herman's spin rates were nothing different. Now nothing different within all oh, season. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I get that, but but before freaking Scherzer got caught, his spin rates were all the same too. So maybe it was just a matter of him using a little too much this time. So you know so, so I mean? that's where that's where I find it um, I controversial. Mean, I mean, because because Scherzer, when that happened to him, Scherzer before up to. Leading up to that start where he got busted for it, right? His spin rates were all the same. All of a sudden, he comes out after his suspension, and all of a sudden, his spin rates are down. Right. So, were they just using it the whole time, and this time he just did a little bit too much to the umpire's liking, I guess? No, you know I think I, I think what's going on now is um, pitchers are using the rosin a lot more than they ever have. So, they're getting a different feel for that ball. Like, maybe, you know, I'm not saying... Scherzer in previous years was using spider tech or any of that sticky stuff, but I think all of a sudden, since that's the only thing they can really use, it they, they realize it's a lot stickier rosin and their sweat mix. Yes. And also, people got to take into the fact that these baseballs aren't just coming straight out of a plastic bag onto the field. Like they're getting, they're getting what is it like mud or clay? Mudded or clay. So now you get mud or clay or whatever it is that they use with rosin and their sweat. I mean, that's all going to make a chemical feel to it that's going to make it stickier for everybody else i mean everybody sweats differently you know what i mean yeah but i still got bullshit no i still got bullshit on that well i, I guess we'll see I, was, guess. I think he was using something i think he might have been using something and like i said i think this might be 
Because that was, I mean, for Scherzer to have the same spin rates leading up to that start, and then all of a sudden you come back and your spin rates down, like by so. I guess by that's a good where margin. that's where you we'll see I mean? is when he comes back from this ten game suspension, where where he's at, where spin, spin rate, rate is, and yeah. well, in effectiveness. Because honestly, Domingo's been very, very good for the Yankees. These um his last like four or five starts, um, and it's worth noting that the umpiring crew in Baltimore who threw him out was the same umpiring crew who told him at Yankee Stadium when they were playing the Twins. Remember that whole incident they had where yeah. they made him go wash his hands and stuff? Yeah. It's the same umpiring crew. And um, I think, I don't know, maybe they knew going into this game, like, hey, like let's keep an eye on him because last time yeah, his shit so. was sticky, but we kind of let it slide. We told him to go wash it off. And For I, sure. th- I think this time around they were just like, not fucking like, oh, it's sticky, you're out of here. Like yeah. you're gone. There was no questions asked, nothing. That's also true. But, I mean, then it kind of goes to, I guess, the uh, why do you ask people to wash it off or wash their hands sometimes and not just immediately eject them? Because, like you said, it just happened. It happened with Domingo, her mom, before. And it just happened with Clark Schmidt, too. Yep. Clark Schmidt against the Reds on uh, Saturday, I think it was his start. He um, coming out for the third inning. He got checked, which is weird because pitchers don't get checked coming bef- out coming out for the yeah. inning. They always get checked after. And he got checked, and they told him, like, hey, this shit is sticky. Like, go wash it off. So whether it was just the rosin in the dugout, whether it was – I mean, there was nothing brown, and he's a white guy, so you would see something a little more, you know, noticeable, yeah. I feel like, than Domingo, who's dark. But, yeah, he, Clark Schmidt, was able to go wash it off, go out and pitch. And then the Reds manager, um, David Bell, came out and argued, it's either sticky or it's not. Like, what are we doing here? And well, he got ejected for that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I get it. Even if, even though it was before, I guess technically he hasn't thrown a pitch necessarily. You know what I mean? But, I mean, if, if it's on his hand at that point, I mean, you, you just kind of immediately assume it's been on his hand kind of all game. Or why is he all of a sudden coming out this inning with sticky stuff on his right. hand? You know what I mean? So it's well, like it's like why would we why do you just let him go wash his hands sometimes and other times like no, like you're you're gone. Right. You know what I mean? Like why is it not an immediate ejection regardless? Right. Like, and so that's where I think is like I think the Yankees not necessarily the Yankees, but any team, I don't think Clark Schmidt would be stupid enough to say Oh shit! Domingo just got busted two, three games ago. So let me try to do the same thing a little, you know, more sneaky. I doubt it. Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, you I never guess, know. Yes. People are, again, people I guess you you do never know. But again, Clark Schmidt doesn't strike me. I mean, again, I don't know the guy, but it just in my head, I don't think they would do that. So I think it's more of major league kind of has a problem with defining what's, defining what's, what's sticky and what's and not sticky. sticky. And, yeah. Or defining how those get that all gets situated, I guess. Because like I said, to me that's just weird. How are you right. not? I mean, to me it's an immediate ejection. Whether you're coming out or coming out, or the inning's over or the inning's barely starting. Regardless, it's all the same. If you're up going up on the mound with it, I'm gonna. I'm assuming you were using it the last couple of innings. See, you but that, I mean? that's. So, and there, I mean, that's just what I don't know. There's a thin line because. There's guys like Chapman. Remember when Chapman would come out and he would be drenching. His shit would be pouring from his hat how much he was sweating. Like he just took a shower. Exactly. And I'm assuming if he threw some rosin on, his shit is going to be way stickier than a fresh, I don't know, let's say Max Scherzer coming out in the first inning. Like, 
I don't know. That's why I'm saying like everything's going to be way stickier or not sticky for us, depending on the person. Yeah. And it's the umpire's job to now differentiate, oh, that's illegal and that's not legal. I don't know. I just think that Major League Baseball has a problem in the sense of regulating what's sticky and what's not. Yeah, where it comes from. Exactly. What's getting used. Like they should, it should be, I don't know, maybe they're like, you know what, we're going to check before you guys go out every inning. Yeah. And if your shit's sticky, you're not pitching. If you're gonna use the Raj and use the one that's out on the mound, so I don't know. I yeah, think yeah. I think there's a problem. Um, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know if Major League has a guy just sitting in the dugout now that just watches the pitcher like a hawk. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what the solution to this is. His and job. I, his job is literally to be holding his back pocket. Like yeah, I'm sure he's not doing anything weird the whole game. He's so. coming in on the dugout. Hey, come sit down right here, <laughs> right here, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I don't, don't touch yeah. it. Don't touch anyone. Don't touch don't nothing. Touch nothing. Just nothing. comes it out. <laughs> you want some water? Have someone just squirt it. Squirt it in your mouth. I don't you know, man. You, you imagine? Yeah. Can you, I don't know how else you fix this, man. Like I don't know. Oh man. Well, I mean, apart from all of their controversy this week, I guess the Yankees are are uh, starting, to, starting to do a little bit better, right? Yeah. With all their oh cheating. fuck! No, no cheating. No cheating. <laughs> let's not let's not get crazy. Going back to last week where they took two of four from the Rays. They uh, beat three. They beat the Blue Jays three or four. The overrated Blue Jays. Yeah, I said it. They're overrated. Not good. Yeah, not making the playoffs. I am saying it now. I don't think Blue Jays will make the playoffs. What a play! Holy play! The Mets took the Mets took a lead. Uh, two one last inning, off a couple base hits. Um, so they're up now, and pitcher just made a really, really good play on Stephen Kwan. Stephen Kwan's fast as fuck too. He the fact it. that he made that play. Holy crap! Yeah, real good play, almost like a uh, push bump, you know, up towards that second baseman oh, area wow. between that gap. He barely got there. Yeah, he barely got to that, but barely got to it and barely got Quan by probably half a step at first base, man. These Mets are uh, really pumped after that play, it looks like. But, yeah, going on with the Yankees, though. They're playing really good. Man. Yep, we just swept the Reds, took three or four from the Blue Jays. Reds, we can see are now uh, back, yeah, at the, Reds, I mean, back at the bottom of the league with the Nationals. Yeah, I mean, that's not that was expected. But I think the fact that we took three or four in Toronto, um, especially off that fat fuck Alec Manoa. I hate Alec Manoa so much, hey. so much. He's the most overrated yeah, pitcher. He's looked, he's looked really bad. He there was I don't know if you saw that video of him in the offseason where he's like doing this bit with the guy and the guy asked him, Oh, who's the biggest cheater in baseball history? And he said Garrett Cole for using sticky stuff. Yeah, it was like Cole up there. Have you seen how much break that man's lost on his off on his breaking pitches? Uh-uh. He's it's like cut in half how much his shit breaks. Wow. And I'm like, weird. Very yeah, weird. And he's getting lit up now. And he's getting lit up. He's yeah. one he's statistically one of the worst pitchers. So yeah, screw Alec Manoa, screw the freaking Blue Jays. What about the other? What was when was it? Yesterday, the day before, where uh, his manager didn't know how many times he had gone out to visit him. And- oh yeah, it was like I think that was yesterday. <laughs> was it yesterday? Manoa's pitching and. The uh, pitching coach walked yeah, out there. Yeah, he walks out for a second visit, not and then not the head, wanting yeah. to pull him. You know what I mean? He, his intention isn't to pull Manoa, but just go out there and talk strategy or whatever. And the umpire has to remind him, uh, this is your second visit. Yeah, he's got to get pulled. Yeah, yeah, like he's done. <laughs> so I don't know what we're supposed to do. That's what happens, man, when the Yankees are just swimming in your head. I mean, what do you expect? I guess, right? When you're, they were so set on beating the Yankees and... 
and that's the thing. They want to start a rivalry with the Yankees for no reason. I don't well, get it. Well, you gotta you gotta be able to beat them in order to really get a rivalry exactly. And they together, haven't. You know what I mean? And they haven't. Yeah. They, Vladimir Guerrero has that famous quote where two years ago he said, "This is just a preview." When the, you know all the guys were up and coming, that next year will be the moving. Last year they didn't make the playoffs, so they're just overrated. Don't think they're good. Won't make the playoffs. I mean, I can definitely see it too. Twenty-five and two, right? Or twenty-five and twenty-two right now. Twenty-five and twenty-two, last place. I mean, they're still over five hundred. Yeah, no, they're. I mean, but they're in mean, that division. Yeah, you're obviously especially not do with it. Baltimore playing as good as they are. I mean, it's going mean, to be tough shit, for them. Though. Those guys are still in second place. And they're. I mean, into it, thirty-one and sixteen. I mean, the Orioles. They're in, like, they're in that like back they're a pocket. team that's ready to compete now. Oh, yeah. They're in the back pocket of Tampa Bay. They go out. All right, here's a crazy thought. They have the best farm system in baseball. They got a, long prom, or a lot of promising kids on the team. What if they trade some of those farm system and get Otani? I mean, definitely. Good. I don't think it'll happen, but, I mean. I mean yeah, you're going to. I mean, it's just tough. You're going to have to give up a lot for, for Otani and, and for a. Uh, uh, team that's that's worked really hard to build that farm system and build that club that they kind of have going. They wouldn't just give it all away I for mean, a that's guy. What I'm, that's what I'm like. Are you going to really give away all that work that you've done? Like, and now now you're starting to see the results. You know what I mean? Right. Just because you're like right there, like you've already built this this much of a team, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of these guys that you have, you know, ready to come up later this year, next year. You know what I mean? Like, are you about to go? Because those are the guys that you're going to more than likely have to get rid of. You know what I mean? They're not. I don't. I wouldn't think the Angels are going to want someone that's you know going to be two, three years ready. I think the Angels would want at least two guys that are like ready now, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, guys that. Yeah, I mean, you don't know. I, if the Angels were a little more competitive, maybe, but they're not. The well, Angels no, they're not. Make, but I mean, I mean, they're not. But if you're gonna if you're gonna trade Otani, you know what I mean? You're gonna have to get a good little package for him. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean? Again, at the same time, you're more than likely giving them out as a rental. So it's like, how 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 much are other teams going to be willing to give for a for a three month rental? You know what I mean? Like, that's where the tough part's going to come in. So, but yeah, Baltimore playing very good ball. Tampa Bay continues to play really good ball. Um, yeah, the AL East continues to just be a juggernaut. Juggernaut of a league. Those it's funny how they in the standings they put them. You know, it goes to AL East, AL Central, AL West. Yeah, and it literally from top to bottom, from AL East to bottom of AL Central, it's in perfect order. The uh, Minnesota Twins are twenty five and twenty two in first. The Toronto Blue Jays are twenty five and twenty two in last. So just goes to show you the competition here. Yeah, the Rangers twenty nine and seventeen. They're playing some really good ball. Nathan Navaldi throwing really well out there, and that lineup just bangs, man. Seager's back finally too, right? So you have him back in that lineup. That definitely boosts a little bit of confidence there to kind of keep him going, right? I mean, you're playing good ball now. Your star shortstop comes back too, and it's got a. I'd imagine it has to spark something to get, you know, just give them that little extra boost or even a little bit more right. boost, you know what I mean, to keep it going. Because Houston's right behind them at two games, and then the Angels five, Mariners seven, and, well, we all know where Oakland sits in this league. So Yeah, no, they're playing. I mean, they got a lot of good guys over there. Josh Jung is really Texas Tech alum. Adolis Garcia, Marcus Simeon. I mean, all these guys are hitting the shit out of Corey Seager. I mean, he did just come back, but before he was hurt, he was batting 380. I mean, 
And I mean, he could, 15 he's, games. He's been back and he's been playing really well for the couple games that he's been. I think he came back on was it just barely middle of the week this week. So, you know, just a couple games in. But I mean, the dude's definitely shown to, you know, showing that he's ready to go. Adolis Garcia has 14 oh, bombs dude. and 49 RBIs. Dude's going off. This 49 year. RBIs. Yeah, that dude is playing out of his mind this year. Yeah, so, I mean, the Rangers, definitely. I think they're a serious contender. I mean, their pitching looks good for the most part. So, I don't, I don't know. It'll just be interesting. John Gray. John Gray's been dealing pretty good, too, his last couple of starts as well that he's had. I mean, he's got a last. So, he went out and threw yesterday against the Rockies, five innings, five hits, one earned, two walks, six Ks. Uh, May 13th against the Athletics, eight innings, three hits, no runs. No earned, right? Two walks, five Ks, and then against the Mariners on the eighth of May, seven innings, four hits, one run, one earned. Yeah, I mean, dude's been eight, dealing eight Ks. You know what I mean? Like and that, John I mean, Gray's been out there having a, having a little, having a couple good games put together. And that just goes back to, I mean, what if we have a healthy Degrom in that rotation, oh, man? Dude, if you get a healthy Degrom in that rotation, because Nathan Navaldi is, is is playing a really good too. He had like a twenty nine, almost thirty inning, um, like scoreless streak, right? So I mean, he's definitely been out there doing his thing. You know what I mean? He's he's holding up his end of the bargain, I guess. You know, that's what you go out and get that guy for. So now that he's performing, doing his thing, like I mean, shit. Unfortunately, you went out and got a guy that. You knew you you yeah, knew you knew this the risk. Probably, yeah, you knew this was probably going to happen. It's one of those high risk, high rewards kind of thing. Yeah, but like the you, risk is very, very probable. Like I don't know, it's a very repetitive pattern that nobody should really be surprised by. Yeah, I mean, you see it all the time. You see it. I mean, day in or year from year. I mean, it hasn't really changed. So, so yeah, he's been out for a little while now. But I did see he started. Uh, like a throwing program and throwing off the mound, like lightly. But I believe he's still like at least two to three weeks if healthy, like if he's feeling good after those two, three weeks. Yeah. Nathan Evaldo, though, he pitched last pitched on Wednesday, the 17th, uh, seven innings, five hits, three runs, gave up two home runs, five Ks, but he's also playing the Braves. The Rangers ended up losing that game 6-5. So he definitely gave the team a that, shot to win, right? Well, and that, that – uh, and on the other – on the other side was Spencer Strider. It was Strider uh, yeah. and Evaldi. I mean, Strider's a beast on his own, too, looking like the NL, NL Cy Young candidate be, right absolutely. now. You know what I mean? So um, before that, May May 11th, went out eight and two-thirds, three hits, no runs, one walk, 12 Ks against Oakland. Against the Angels on the sixth, eight innings, five hits, no runs, two walks, five Ks. And even against the Yankees, he went out on uh, April 29th, was the Four previous starts, right? Nine innings, three hits, eight Ks, leading all the way back to the end of April. Almost a month now. This guy's given him, I mean, um, tremendous starts. Eight innings, nine innings, eight innings, eight innings, seven innings. So, yeah, that stuff. I mean, he's definitely. I mean, Jacob Degrom, you're the probably the only thing missing. You better in that figure it out, right man. Now. That I mean, because that can take the key. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Rangers are already a scary team. I think, but. This would just give him that little extra notch. I like, mean, you kidding me? You get you get a Jacob Degrom, then you have uh, Nathan Yovaldi, and then you throw John Gray, and, and then your uh, top three guys. Like, bro, what? Like, and even oh, lefty got absolutely shelled every time he pitched for the Yankees. Andrew Heaney. Oh yeah, Andrew Heaney. I mean, that's not a bad four at all. 
he's um he hasn't been that bad for them and so that's what i'm saying you throw the grom in there and you don't really i mean that that's a very very like serious team yeah i mean that's a legit contender for uh for for the World Series, yeah, you know what I mean. Then his and Andrew Heaney, his last seven games, he's two and two with a three three ERA. But again, like that's what you expect out of a guy like a four, that. I mean, that's that's a four guy when you have Jacob Degrom there right now. Andrew Heaney's probably pl- trying to play a three guy, right? You know what I mean, just because of your current status with with Degrom. But I mean, Andrew Heaney's a four guy, and if a four guy can give you, you know, a fifty fifty shot at winning ball games again, that's what you want out of a four guy, right? You know what I mean. And, and uh, Jacob Degrom, Nathan Ivaldi, these are the two guys that are supposed to go out there and just dominate. And Nathan Ivaldi's holding up his end of the deal. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. I mean, and he did you know he's like thirty eight? Yeah, like, he's, he's an older guy. Well, he's been around the league for a little bit he's yeah. bounced around from a couple different teams you know so i mean we saw it with the red sox too he played he pitched really well and well he won remember was it 2017 when he won the world series no they won it in 18 the red sox against the dodgers oh yeah that 18 inning extra inning game or 17 innings and he pitched literally all the extra the second, innings yeah the second half of the game yeah <laughs> literally the last yeah seven innings <laughs> yeah. so and he ended up getting a massive contract that year but I mean, that's just Jacob DeGrom. If he can stay healthy, I mean, that's yeah, a very can, scary if can, team. If he can come back, that just makes that team that much better and makes them that much more of a legit contender. You know what I mean? So, I mean, a lot of good stuff happening over there with Texas right now, too. They, the put, Astros, they put a lot of money into it. But. Right. I mean, the Astros did just get back uh, Jose Altuve. Oh, uh, yeah. Which, did you see him in his, uh, what, what was that minor leagues team that he was playing for? I can't remember who it was, but they have some funky looking, uh, some funky looking jerseys, and uh, he had it on and everything like that. He just looked funny as hell wearing it. Yeah, I mean, this is where I think the Astros are going to kind of start to turn things around because that's, I mean, that's their dude over there in Houston. Yeah. That's their guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. If he goes, the whole team goes, and and the uh, the Astros have been underperforming a little bit this year, so I think. Getting him back in that lineup and on the field is going to be a huge, huge difference. Well, again, just that presence. I mean, he's probably the captain of that team. You know oh, easy. I, you know what I mean? He's, he's probably the longest, uh, what longest like reigning player. Yeah, yeah the longest player. tenured uh, Astro for sure. So he's probably the captain of that team. And so, I mean, they were probably playing pretty good. But, you know, you know you're missing your guy at second base that's there day in and day out. Right. So now having him back again having that presence, you know what I mean? And I think he definitely has it. So now they're able to finally put that team fully together and, you know, they're about they're, – they're, you get that little excitement like, okay, everybody's here now. Like, right. Like everybody's here, everybody's ready to go, so now let's go. Yep, and I mean, like I said, their pitching has been pretty good. Fran Valdez threw a complete game today. I mean, it was against Oakland, but – but that's what you do against those teams, that's right? That's what you got to I mean, do. You what, have to that's do. That's what you do against those teams. You save, Brown. you save your bullpen. You know what I mean? You you give them a chance to recover, whatever. Which is huge, yeah. Make, you know what I mean? So Yeah, Hunter Brown's been kind of as expected. He's 4-1 and one on the year with the 3-2 ERA. 56 strikeouts is the guy there. They were kind of comparing him to Justin Verlander just because of how his mechanics were. They look identical. Oh, yeah. yep. um, but young guy still, of course. But, yeah, man, this is where – I think this is where the Astros kind of start to turn things around. I guess we'll see. You know what I mean? That's going to be a tight watch, uh, a fun race to watch there in the West because, I mean, they're only, what, like two games back or something like that? Right. I'm trying to get back to the standings here, but let's see. Yeah, two games back, 27 and 19. The Rangers are 29 and 17, so that's definitely going to be something fun to watch. They're both playing really good ball right now. Rangers winning seven of their last ten, and the Astros nine of their last ten. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely see that run start to come together. 
Mariners are still disappointed. Yeah. Disappointment over there. I thought they were going to be better. I can't believe that still. Who, what I mean? who are the Astros playing this upcoming week? They're do? playing the... Who are the Astros playing? Why can't I see? Oh, Milwaukee. Playing the Brew Crew, huh? At Milwaukee, too. And so that'll be... At like Milwaukee, said, you said? At Milwaukee. Mm. I mean, the Cardinals just took two or three from the Brewers. So. Yeah, what's going on there, man? I mean, they're starting to play some really good ball. I don't. I mean, they've won. They've won their last four series, right? So they took two or three from the Cubs. They swept the Red Sox. Took two or three from the Brewers, and they just finished taking three or four from the Dodgers, which the Dodgers were probably the hottest team in baseball right now. Was that in L.A.? No, that was in St. In St. Louis. Louis. Well, so, I mean, you take three or four from the, one of the best teams, from, from the best team in the National League, you know what I mean, next to the Braves, I guess. I mean, they're both sitting at 29 and 19, so you can say whichever one you want. Uh, Dodgers have won a couple more out of their last 10, but you they come into your house and you take three or four from them. You lose on Friday on a, you know, a really good game also. Right. So, you know, you're playing good ball. But, yeah, you win your last four series and – I don't know, maybe whatever it was, the Contreras getting benched or whatever thing. I mean, that, that's, maybe there was something there. That's so stupid. And then literally a week after they said about he's going to be an outfielder slash DH, they they turned him into um, back into a catcher. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah he's going to resume catching. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going back to start. So I guess it only took him a week to, to figure it out, to, yeah, to learn to how know, to catch. To know how to play a catcher position, I guess. I don't know. That was so weird. I mean, I, to learn the Cardinal way, I guess, or whatever. Like, whatever it was. I mean, yeah, the Cardinals are hot. I watched that game where um, they hit, what was it, four home runs off Julio Urias. Oh, yeah, they took him deep. They went back, back to back to back. back. And yeah. then just later on that Gorman, inning. I think, came back and hit another one. Didn't he have two that game? I don't remember exactly who it was. But, yeah, I watched that game. And. The Cardinals are playing really, really good baseball right now. And well, Nolan Gorman, man, Nolan Gorman is carrying this team. This guy's showing everybody that you know, shit, he might be a dude. You know, he's what twenty three years old, twenty three years, twenty three year old infielder. Yep, twenty three, two ten. Jesus, man. I mean, yeah, dude. Last couple of games. So today he was uh, two for three, three RBIs. Had a home run. Uh, the 18th against the Dodgers, he had two home runs. The 15th against the Brewers, he had a home run. The 12th against the Red Sox, and the 9th against the Cubs, he's had home runs. I mean, the dude right now, 42 games, 139 at-bats, has 42 hits, 39 RBIs, batting 302. Yeah. Eight, I mean, 302. being 8-10 in your last 10 games will definitely have. Weren't they at one point like – With 13 home runs. Yeah, weren't they like – 10 and like 21 or something like that yeah, at one were, point. They were bad. They were Oakland A's kind of status bad. Right. Like, I don't know what the hell. What, James? I mean, I don't get it. You know what I mean? There was so much stuff going on with the players. Um, I know that there was this one thing that came out like when they're when it's uh, when everything started to change that series against the Cubs. Supposedly right before that series, I think it was Contreras that came out and said that Paul Goldschmidt finally like like said something to the clubhouse. Right. You know, finally like sat everybody down and kind of, hey, like what the fuck is going on? Like, you know what I mean? Kind of conversation is I'm guessing he's had, but maybe that's all they needed was for a player to finally step up. You know, well, I mean? and especially someone like him or the Arenados, they both don't seem like well more 
more Goldschmidt. I don't than think Arenado. Arenado either. I don't think he's he's a. I don't think he's more, like very outspoken. Yeah, you know what I mean. Very outspoken leader type of guy. You know what I mean. I figured that was probably Yadier Molina, and then you get a Paul Goldschmidt and a, and a Nolan Arenado that they just come out and they or, play. And or could it have been the return of Wainwright in that clubhouse? Well, and that's what I said too, right? Having that presence of of Wainwright. Not just in the, in the clubhouse because obviously he was there, but having him in the clubhouse, knowing that he's now going back out on the bump every five six days, you know what I mean? Right. Like that brings a different presence that I think definitely helped. But I mean, hearing hearing about that Goldie conversation and really pulling everybody in the clubhouse together, I think maybe there there really was a whole lot of leadership lack from a position player because Yadier Molina had done it for so long. Right. You know what I mean? They were just so used to showing up and having... Yeah, you show up and you know that... Molina is going to be that Mo, guy. Yeah, to, Molina is that guy and everybody everybody follows him and you know what I mean? Everybody knows he's going to be there and now that he's finally gone, I think nobody really kind of stood up or you know stepped up to take that position or to take that role as a player and in the clubhouse. And I think now that Goldie finally did, it's like, get on my back and let's go because Nolan Arenado started to finally hit too. Yeah, he's been hot as of late. All of a sudden, this guy comes out and knows how to hit. You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell just happened? Like, you couldn't see a ball to save your life to start the season. When did he return, um, Wainwright? Uh, I think he returned... Like see. the second? No, the fifth or something like that? The sixth. The May sixth. Yeah. I mean, and what's their schedule been since May sixth? I'm assuming... Let me just do some quick... I mean, because like you said, Adam Wainwright is not going to be a Cy Young contender. He's not no. going to go out there and dominate every single outing. He's going to give you a quality start, keep you in a game, and give you a chance to win. But he's also been there since, what, the, didn't, they, didn't he win the World Series with them in 2004? Yeah, well, he was the guy that closed that game. Out. Was that no, so? In, in 0, was it 04? Yeah, 04. And then he was there for it back in 2011. And then... This guy's played 18 years in the big leagues. He's been around for. Some He's time. been around since 2000. That, that 2004, I believe, was his rookie. 2005. Year. 2005. 2005. Oh, so it was 2007, not four. Okay. 2007, and then back again in 2000, because 2004 was the year the Red Sox beat them. That uh, right. They broke that. They broke their curse. Their curse. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, since May 6th, um, that outing, he came back. They lost to the Tigers 6-5. Then they beat the Tigers, beat the Cubs, beat the Cubs. Lose to the Cubs. The sweep against the Red Sox begins. They win two or three from the Brewers, and then take four of or three of four from the Dodgers. Since so that's start. what I'm saying, man. That could have that could have been it. Like he could have, you know, whether him, whether, him getting back on the mound and having that having that well, I'm in game instead of just sitting here in the clubhouse. Well, I and I think was, I think like a big I, part of it is um, um, internally in the clubhouse, like. Whether it was him to tell Goldschmidt, like, hey, man, I'm out of here next year, but we can't continue to let this shit happen, so yeah. you got to be the guy to kind of rally the troops here. I mean... Well, because, I mean, you got to understand in the baseball clubhouse, I mean, it's 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 always... I mean, as much as, you know, everybody knows how important pitchers are and how they... Yes, they can be leaders in their pitching staff, but a position player is is usually always the one that really is a leader of the whole team. You know what I mean? Like it's you, it's it's more than likely going to be the position player that talks to everybody. Well, right. yes, you have that leader for the pitching staff, 
You know what I mean? The pitcher up uh, the pitcher usually is never the leader for the hitters. Right. You know what I or for the whole team, you know what I mean? It's usually always a position player and like I said, maybe that was lacking. You know what I mean? Maybe that's where Goldschmidt finally stepping up and saying something really right. kind of turned this around, you know. I mean, this dude was the MVP last year. Like, he yeah. doesn't want to be on a bum-ass team. Well, and I mean, this team is not built to be a bum-ass team. Well, you know and, what I mean? And I don't think you see that lineup, and you don't expect them to be as bad as they were. No, I mean. So, at some point, you figured they would turn it around, but it was just a matter of what is it going to take? Is that going to be the manager getting fired? Is that going to be him getting them getting in the brawl, and that's what brings them, you know, Within close? Their own yeah. Team. You see, uh, you see uh, what is that movie? Or uh, one of the major league movies where they're fighting in the – uh, each other, yeah, they're fighting they're each other. Fighting the other team's just watching them, like uh, the umpires. Like, what do we do? They're running out, and they're like, they're like, that's not even our fight. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think that was just the question. It was, what is it going to take to turn this team around? Not how long or why is this team so bad? I think it was just a matter of what is it going to take. What it was, well, yeah, and like whether, like I said, was it Marmol getting fired? Was it? Um, who's their owner or what's his name? Um, uh, Mozelak. Mozelak getting fired. Yeah. I mean, something was going to have to turn this program around. And I mean, I still think they got to go. Well, I right. Mean, I mean, I, but it, this is a great start, man. They're yeah. eight and two in their last ten games, and I mean, you can't really be upset about that, considering that it was who the Dodgers, um, the Dodgers, the Brewers, which lead their division. Which leads their division. So that's a big plus. The there. Red Sox are a good team. The Cubs are. I mean, they're okay. I guess the Cubs have fallen in fourth place. Since um, the beginning of their hot start, but you know what I mean. They, they got four games at Cincinnati, so they that I mean they got us. They, they don't have any. They have three against Cleveland, who okay. I mean they're a scrappy team. Then they play the Royals, and then and after then the, the Royals Pirates, they play the Pirates, which so fall into last place as well, right? So you have a series. The Pirates of, are in second, buddy. Oh, are they still in second. Yeah, they're in second. Oh, where are my standings at? Oopsie! Oh yeah, the pirate. I was thinking the Reds. The yeah, Reds are falling. The Pirates are still Pirates in are still in second. So that'll be a big, a big series to have there. But, so you can jump them as well. But that's what I'm saying, man. They still have, they have a relatively easier schedule coming up. Um, so yeah, if they continue, then after that you face the Rangers. Yeah. So and, that's going to be a tough series, I think, right there. That'll really kind of if you can if you can have a good a good uh, four series. Is it four series? Right. Well, the Reds, what? Guardians, Royals, and the Pirates. So if you can show that you can still maintain that, you know, kind of your hot streak that you're on through these series, through the Pirates winning that series as well, I think uh, the Rangers will be a really good test to see where you're really. So at their the next rest of twelve the games. They have three against the Pirates, two against the Royals, three against the Guardians, and four against Cincinnati. Realistically, in those 12 games, they should win easily, what, 10? I'd, I'd say at least eight or nine. Eight or nine should be a for sure number that you should hit out of those 12. Uh, if you get 10, I think that's a real. If you get 10 or 11, obviously that's a really, really good run there. So then you go so, into Texas with that with much the, that you, much confidence. Yeah. You know? so, because, like I said, that, that series against, against the Rangers, because after the Rangers, you go back to the Reds, but I think that series against the Rangers is really going to kind of give you a little bit of a gauge as to uh how how good are you against how good the you really are against, right. against more but against I mean, more of the league you and know i think i, mean? I think because they you're just playing, showed it you're playing you're playing these teams in the in the uh central the not only the national league but also the american league central which also wasn't that great of a division you know what i mean so stepping out of that division i think is kind of where we'll start to see how uh, good this team can actually yeah. be i think them taking three or four from the dodger kind of shows you a little bit of where mm-hmm. they're heading so yeah 
I mean, the Dodgers lead the West in the in the National League, right? Right. So they're they're playing really good ball. They have a lot of a uh, couple of big big uh, injuries that uh, have yeah. kind of hit them recently with May and Julio and yeah, it's not looking good for uh, Dustin May, um, especially for uh, my fantasy team, considering that I relied on him a lot. But yeah, Dustin May went out through I believe it was sixteen pitches into his outing and came out with. Uh, his flexor, uh, his flexor tendon in his elbow. That's Tommy John, right? That looks like another Tommy John, and he already had a Tommy John. Um, MRI came back saying it was like intact and stuff, but he is expected to miss minimum a month, and then going from there to, they'll, um, I mean, they'll they'll see how he's feeling. I guess in a month they did just call up their top pitching prospect, uh, Bobby Miller, with I mean I mean they need to because their number two guy well. I mean, it's hard to say who's one, who's two, and who's three because Kershaw's pitching lights out right now. But Kershaw's probably still their one, even right. though they were trying to say Julio was the new one because they thought Kershaw was getting done. But but regardless, I mean, Julio Urias, 15 has, days IL on, yeah. with a hamstring Ham. issue. The shitty part about a hamstring is those fucking things linger, dude. If like if you don't take care of it, like that's he he might come back for like two, three starts, and then he's gonna feel it again, and so that'll put him on the shelf again for a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? So. And he isn't nearly as dominant as he was last year. Nah, I mean, it's he's, it's he's a small good. sample size. I mean, we're still, I mean, two months into the year. But last year he was very dominant. And the shittier part, I think, for it for him is that this is his contract year, man. He's about to be a free agent. And uh, he's hurt, not pitching really well right now. He's 5-4 and four on the year with a 4-3 ERA, so it's not great. Yeah, he's not looking too hot. I mean, that whole Dodger staff isn't looking all that great, you right? Know what I mean, so. I mean, but I, it helps when this overhyped Padres team isn't. They haven't figured it out. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that Padres team isn't. I mean, they're in fourth place, man. They're twenty-one and twenty-six right now. They're behind the Diamondbacks and the Giants, and they're only two games above the Colorado Rockies. They have a negative. You think you look at that lineup: the Bogarts, the Tatises, the Sotos, the Machados, who. Uh, did just go down with a fractured hand. He got hit by a pitch um, a couple that's days ago. That's going to hurt. And that's going to hurt. But bef- even before, even when he was healthy, the, he, they, the Padres has a, have a negative eight run differential. Yeah, I mean. That lineup should not be that bad. Well, that lineup shouldn't be that bad. But, I mean, also they're losing a lot of very, very close games. I mean, you lose a 5-4 ball game to the Royals. Like, that's a game you should win. You know what I mean? You're right. losing. You're losing. You lose a five-four ball game, and then you come back the next day and lose a four-three ball game to the Royals. Like, if you're a team like that, those are those are games that you got to win. There, you lose a series to the Red Sox. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just this weekend, and then you're losing series to the Dodgers, and I mean it's just not looking. You split one. You lost a series to the Twins, and you're not winning a whole lot of series. I mean, you won against the Reds. I guess congratulations on that. But they definitely, yeah, they're on the struggle bus, and they really got to figure it out because, I mean, the Dodgers are they're seven and a half behind on the Dodgers. But I mean, you can't be losing these kind of games to the Royals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those weak teams. I mean, you got to handle business. If you're a good team, you got to handle business against those weaker teams, and can't really because again, I mean, if you're if you're in the West and you're gonna fight it out with the Dodgers, you know it's gonna be a a, a fight all the way through. 
so you know these these uh these games that you're losing to these teams like the Royals or the Reds. Or- this is just to give you an idea of how bad their offense is, and this was from I believe a couple of days ago. So the numbers could be a little different, but runs scored this season, the San Diego Padres have 173 runs, right? The Oakland Athletics have 174. Just Jesus. <laughs> Again, this was a couple days ago. I mean, I believe the stats from uh, Friday afternoon after Friday's games, so they could be a little different. But I mean, you're that's, talking from a team who that's essentially a minor league team to a team worth. I mean, their payroll is what half a billion <laughs> at least. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like the Padres. I mean, it's... I'm not looking good. No, and I wouldn't panic just yet, but their pitching is also not great, so... Yeah, they haven't been doing a this whole is another. This is a whole other situation with, like, uh, that's similar to the Cardinals in my eyes, where something needs to Something's happen. Happen to mesh for everything Some, to come yeah. together. Whether it's, again, I don't know, uh, what's their... What the heck's their uh, manager's name? Uh, Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin, yeah. Whether it's him, you know, getting fired up and getting ejected or, you know, somebody throwing at Tatis and, you know, they're starting a brawl or something. something. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's what needs to happen in San Diego because I don't think Bob Melvin is the problem. He's well known. He, yeah. I mean, he, his reputation says it all. But, I mean, the Padres need some kind of something to turn that what their season around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, like you said, their pitching hasn't been all the greatest. You Darvish is uh, eight games in a two and three record with almost a four ERA, you know, well a three five ERA, right? So not terrible, but I mean, he's not I, winning games. Well, I mean, he's the also isn't, the team isn't hitting. Honestly, I mean, there's a lot of not hitting going on. I mean, um, what's his name? Uh, Juan Soto obviously started. Has started atrociously, you know what I mean. He's kind of figured it out, but he's starting to kind of swing it a little bit again. It looks is there? Like, so. Would you say their ace is uh, Joe Musgrove, or is it you Darvish? I mean, that's that's the tough part. Is you don't really. I mean, because Joe Musgrove in his last five games, he's one and two and has a six point seven ERA. One and two and in, has a in five games he's thrown twenty four innings. So. He's averaging almost five innings. Yeah, a game. which is not good for yeah. essentially. I mean, I don't know if you want to consider him or you Darvish their ace, but the Padres have some problems, man, and it makes no sense to me because they have Josh Hader in the back of that bullpen. Yeah. Their pitching isn't terrible, but they're just not. Their offense just isn't clicking. It's. I mean, you have a Michael Walker out there that through nine games is five and one with a three five eight ERA. I mean, and that's you were not expecting that. I mean, yeah, you did that's, not, that's not sign him to be your ace. Yeah, uh, he's he's throwing really good and he's giving you very quality starts. I mean, yeah, he gives up some runs. You know what I mean? But with the uh, with the with the lineup that you have behind him, I mean, you'd expect that giving up a couple runs is okay. You know what I mean? But he's throwing really good now, so that's awesome to see from him. But Was he on that? Uh... It was Michael Walker? I believe it was his rookie year when the Cardinals won the World Series that one year. 2011. Was I believe that was their uh, his rookie year or maybe like first or second year in the league? Might have been. Let me because see. I remember um, the stadium was big on the Walker, 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 Walker like chants going on because so he was pretty dominant. His first was in his first year was in 13. So that one that you're talking about was the year that was in 14. Was it 14 that they got back there? 
I don't remember what year it was, but I remember he was pretty legit with the Cardinals his first his early on yeah. in his career. Yeah, he was he was supposed to be a big guy that you know like just kind of never you're panned out. Seeing it now, but I mean, yeah, he just never really panned out for kind of what he he's been looking like lately. Right. And then Blake Snell looks atrocious over there. I think, oh, he's I struggling really Blake bad. Blake Snell won that a Cy Young. Fuck, what year was it that he won that Cy Young? With he was with Tampa Bay still, right? Yeah. Was that the COVID year? No, I think it was 2018. No, it wasn't. You're right. You're right. It was an right. 18. Yeah, I want to say 2018. Um, and I'm just, I mean, obviously, just looking off of his stuff here, it was definitely 2018. Had 38 or 31 games, a 21 and five record with the 1.89 ERA since that year. 4.29 ERA, 3.24, 4.2, 3.3, and 5.4. So he's an every other year kind of guy. It looks like, and it's uh, it's his turn to have a shitty year. Well, from, he's from what his history has showed us. He's uh, one in six in nine games with a 5.4 ERA. Yeah, so that's not good. It's definitely his turn for a shit year. It looks like <laughs> not good at all, man. I mean. Yeah, the Padres, like I said, they they have the talent, they have the guys, so it's it's the same thing with the Cardinals, man. They have yeah, a something. roster that's assembled to win games, but something needs to something's get not clicking. Get it all to come Maybe together. Machado's not the captain like we thought he was, you know? Maybe well, and I think him going down now is just going to make it even that much harder, you know? What I or mean? it might give someone the opportunity to, like, to really step up. Right, on the whether field. it's a Bogarts to finally say something, you know, like, hey, like, we're not this fucking bad to be yeah. playing this, this bad of games, so... Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Something got to change out there, though, for sure. Or else, I mean, they're going to see themselves not playing. I mean, looking at how the NL East is shaping up, I don't, you know, the wild, the wild card spots might come down to, you know, the NL East. Um, the Mets just took, I believe, two or three from the Guardians, which, again, isn't saying a whole lot. but It's what you need to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Take two or three from the Guardians. I actually take two or three from the Rays, right? And then you take on <clears throat> you lose a series to the Nationals. See, those those series losses to the Nationals, right. those, those are what's going to come back and hurt you. Absolutely. Taking a series from the Rays, that's big, right? Taking a series from the Guardians, that's what you're supposed to do. But losing one to to the Nationals, uh you lost a series to the Reds as well, like that's going to hurt. You lose a series to the Rockies. Like, these are bottom of their division teams, and you're losing you're losing series to these teams. Like, right. That's that's what keeps you, you know what I mean? You got swept by the, by the uh, Tigers before that. Like, you come out, you win against good ball clubs, but you don't beat bad ball clubs. Like, right. Like, that's where your disconnect is. You know what I mean? Like, you play down to the competition of everybody else, and – this is what your schedule is showing me right now, your previous games, because, I mean, how are you beating the Rays but getting swept by the Tigers and losing to the Rockies and the Reds and the Nationals? Right. They they actually swept the Guardians. They're on the five-game winning streak. So they're, they are now with the – so they were below 500, but since they swept, they're now 25 and 23. I mean, they're still five games back of Atlanta, but – Atlanta's going to run away with that division. Yeah, at some point they will, I mean. So, I mean, these guys are going to just kind of fight it out to try to get into their wild card slots and kind of hope that something happens for them there. You know what I mean? Philly still don't look doesn't look that good. Aaron Nola had a good start the other day, too. So, I mean. And Trey Turner for them has been really bad, man. He hasn't really been what they expected, you know, the – the last 
the last we saw of him was in the World Baseball Classic, hitting that go-ahead grand slam, like popping off and essentially being, you know, the MVP for Team USA. But since going with the, uh, joining the Phillies, he has a two fifty seven average and four bombs and ten RBIs. I mean, he's not. He hasn't really been performing to what they expected him to, I feel like. No, I mean, it doesn't definitely doesn't look like it. You know, maybe still trying to get adjusted and trying to get, you know, comfortable in, in that new jersey, I guess you can say. You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, he's not looking too good right now. Uh, I think a lot of pressure's falling on uh, Schwarber right now. Schwarber and, and I, mean, I mean, essentially Harper, too, which sucks because... Yeah, he's coming back and all he can do is hit and... Well, not even that. I, like think he, he's, he, I think he's still limited in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's hitting. He's hit a couple bombs or whatever. But, I mean, he's. I think he's still limited. So, trying to put a whole lot on him right now is, I mean, he's a different guy, obviously. He's a he's a one-of-a-kind, you know what I mean? But he hasn't. He's hit one home run. Three. He's hit three home runs this year. You know what I mean? So, I think there's still some limp, some some you know limit to his full abilities right. with that issue going on in his arm, you know, with the Tommy John. But yeah, he's back and obviously there, still getting hits, you know, still kind of doing that thing. But um, they need a they need Turner to really step up and Schwarber to step up a little bit. Well, like I said, Schwarber is uh, I mean, Schwarber's a guy you know is going to be there on the regular. Schwarber's just a baller. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the whole game. Um, just because he's he lives for those big moments, you know what I mean. He's right. not gonna hit nothing. I mean, right now he's hitting one seventy four. Exactly. So that is pretty bad. But I mean, he's never really a guy that hits for average. But he's a guy that definitely steps up when you need him to, and you know what I mean. Is there to is there to go? But Nick Castellanos is uh kind of quietly having a good year. He's batting three oh three, five bombs, twenty six RBIs. I mean, he's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. Nobody's really talking about the guy. That is true. No one's talking about him. And, uh, I mean, Nick Castellanos, when he was with uh, the Reds over there, I mean, he was uh, It was kind of the same thing. Obviously, he was on a losing team, so you didn't really get a lot of talk about him. But even over there, he was still playing good ball. And- yeah, these younger guys like Alec Bohm, I mean, 263, five, RB- five home runs and 32 RBIs, not terrible. Uh, who was the other there? Um. Oh man, why is his name escaping me right now? Who are you thinking, Brandon Marsh? No, their other infielder, Bryson Stott. Oh, Stott. Yeah. Bryson Stott. I mean, batting two eighty eight, four home runs, eighteen RBIs. I mean, I don't know. I think some of these younger guys need to start producing. JT Romuto's hitting two eighty four. I mean, doing what JT does, especially being a catcher. You know what I mean? That's great production there. So, I don't know. I mean, I think the Phillies, again, will figure it out. I'm not too worried about them. Hopefully <clears throat> sooner than later, right? Right. Arenola, like we talked about, had a had a really good start. Uh, was it just yesterday? Right. So, Zach Wheeler still there dealing, too. So, I mean, they, they, they got pieces, and they definitely can compete. But right, it's hard to do that when you if, have a – If they're hoping to just uh, – Make the wild card. To do what they did last year and just get hot at the right moment. I mean, I don't think that happens every year for – I don't think you can – you can just decide that you're going to get hot and, you know what I mean, it kind of just happens in a sense, right? So we'll see kind of what happens in those divisions over there. But it's definitely gotten fun. It's been interesting. Um, Chris Bassett, also a little shout-out to him. He's had a little scoreless streak 
pitching for the Blue Jays over there. Uh, Freddie Freeman, 300 career home runs. I mean, shout out to Freddie, man. That's one of the, I mean, honestly, one of the nicest swings. Oh, dude. Left-handed. I mean, he's all-around all hitters. I mean, the dude is amazing over there. Dude is such a great ball player, man. It's insane. Great ball player, even better human. Um yeah, I I seen that. Shout out to us, uh, Zach Granke. He uh, struck out his one thousand different batter. One thousand different guys. Think about it. Strike out a thousand different hitters. You've struck out in your career. He's the fifth pitcher to do that. Um, Him and his social anxiety. Yeah, I mean he's a weirdo, man. <laughs> Zach Granke's a weirdo, but you can't. Dude, I think ball. dude's a great pitcher. I think he's a. He's a I, don't, I, I don't think, think he's, he's a, a I don't think he's a first ballot. No, unfortunately, no, no, but no. I think he gets in. You know, maybe year three, year four, something like that. He's definitely a Hall of Famer for sure. I mean, so. he's he's been in the league for twenty years, man. Twenty years, and he's been durable for the most part. Out there throwing that freaking curveball that he just lobs right. in there. I mean, so shout out to him, man. Zach Granke's. I think, like I said, yeah, I think he will be a Hall of Famer. Um. Also, Nolan Arenado, a thousand career RBIs. Another big feat. I mean, obviously, anytime you get to numbers like this, man, that's awesome stuff. I mean, you can't. And, and it just, it's that shit's not easy, man. Yeah. Like people don't realize how hard that stuff is. I mean, you get you get paid millions of dollars. I mean, Otani's going to get paid half a million dollars because he can he can hit about 280, 290, and he's going to pitch and, you know, have about a two-something ERA, three ERA, and he's going to get paid. So you're essentially getting paid. Right. Half a billion dollars to go up there and fail seven out of ten or seven out of ten times and, you know, get hit around a little bit. I mean, this stuff ain't easy. No. So, so that's why when you see these accomplishments, like – that shit's impressive, man. 300 bombs for Freddie Freeman. I mean, that's awesome. You know what I mean? 1,000 career RBIs, Zach Greinke striking all those guys out. I mean, I mean, it's awesome stuff to see. You know, winning MVPs and Cy Young Awards, and there's so many great guys year in and year out. And Paul D. Young trying to come back to get a, a player of the year, a comeback player of the year after his struggles. I still don't think he's... He's there. Everybody's like, oh, you gave up on him too soon. I'm like, no, I think he still has a lot more to prove before you can say that well, yeah, he's... You can't you know just go I mean? off his last, what, 10 games that he's been hot? Yeah, I mean, he's he's still got a lot to prove in my eyes. I still don't know that... I, I still don't think that he's, uh, he's that kind of guy. I mean, obviously, yeah, he was an all-star that one year, but since then, he hasn't... He's been pretty, pretty bad, like right. pretty bad, so... Bouncing back and forth to the minors and to the league and back and forth and back and forth. And now he's playing some good ball right now. So, I mean, you can't knock it from him. And hopefully it continues, obviously, because he's on the Cardinals. Right. right? But, I mean, at the same time, it's like I, I it, it might just uh, be a little hot streak. And you never know what's going to happen and carry on. I mean, he's hitting 282 right now. Eight bombs. So, again, we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how uh, long that goes. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's been fun, man. It was a good week. Yeah, good there's week. Some, uh, there's some very interesting series coming up. Uh, the Yankees, I believe, play the Orioles on two starting Tuesday. They have tomorrow off. Um, that'll be a good series for to really see where they're at. Because I mean, the Orioles are a legit team, so. That'll be a good series. Toronto and Tampa, Tampa Bay, uh, start a series tomorrow. That'll be good. Again, it's. I mean, the East is gonna. They're gonna ball, man. All those guys. The Dodgers play the Braves again this week. 
Um, but yeah, man, there's some. Also, real quick, Matthew Liberator finally got called up and is getting his shot. Had a good start, his first start. Uh, came out of the bullpen, you said, right? Just was it today he came yeah, out of the bullpen? Came right? out of the bullpen today. Again, why, why, why can't you just leave him in the starting role? Like, Which that's is, all he's done. That's right. all. He, that's all he's been working on. Well, why he proved, gonna, and he proved that he. He could came start. out and gave you a legit good start. Like, why are you? What are you messing around that for? Like, you don't need any why, more bullpen yeah. arms. Like, let the bullpen figure out the bullpen and let him just do his thing. So, well, especially since you guys aren't deep in starting rotation. Like, exactly. I don't know why. Yeah, he um, against Milwaukee went five innings, three hits, six punchies. I mean, it's a quality start right there. Jack Flaherty also gave you a quality start for your fantasy team, or did you drop him? No, I dropped him a while ago. (laughs) Dropped him a while ago for sure. I picked up James Paxton, who's been nails for me. So shout out James Paxton. Come back, just throwing two really good games. Yeah, against the Brewers the other day and uh, the Padres. Gave you seven against the Brewers the other day, ten strikeouts, and then. I mean, he gave you four and two-thirds against the Dodgers, but had a good outing, gave him three runs, gave him a shot to win it. You know what I mean? So they're starting to turn it around a little bit. Um, develop me, developing news in the uh, extension talks that we've obviously kept up with a little bit. Um, oh, let me get to my notes. Oh, so uh, the A's did finally reach an agreement with Vegas to get started on building their stadium. So it looks like that's a guaranteed for sure move that they're happen that they're doing over there and then orlando proposed a 1.7 billion dollar state stadium to the state to try to get a team out there actually looks nice as hell too the the little like graphics that they uh like projected to look like that thing looks way sick definitely looks way sicker than salt lakes like projected like what it's supposed to look like yeah it looks better in salt lakes for sure oh dude i mean shit 1.7 billion i mean that is a lot of money that will be going into that stadium so i mean they're definitely putting their uh their best foot forward i guess you can say to try to make something happen to bring another team but again you're bringing another team out to florida maybe you move the rays from tampa to orlando yeah Yeah. maybe that happens i think that would make more sense because why why even even miami like those i mean i understand that the team's no, I don't understand, actually, because Tampa Bay is the best team in baseball. And Miami, I mean, they're not awful, but they're not great. And they don't even have, you know, big crowds or nothing like that. Yeah, that's true, too. So it might just be a maybe, Florida thing. Maybe, maybe Florida just doesn't like baseball. Yeah, I mean, they're just not a big baseball. I mean, we've seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers games, how much they get sold out. Granted, they have Tom Brady, but the Miami Dolphin games, we're watching the yeah. Miami Heat right now, and that stadium looks packed. Yeah. I mean, it is playoff basketball, but – Regardless, I mean, maybe baseball just isn't that big in Florida. That's you know, also, that also could be the case. You never know. But yeah. regardless, yeah, I mean, the A's had the the location where the Tropicana Casino or Hotel Casino, Hotel and Casino, both and everything yeah, out there's a casino. Yeah, everything out there is a casino and a hotel put together. Everything so. smells like cigarettes out there, <laughs> yeah. so it don't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean that's I mean it's good and bad for the A's, but. I think John Fisher, their president or owner, I mean, he needs to be the one who goes. So, yeah. But yeah, shout out, shout out the A's, man. Hopefully, yeah. um, but yeah, man, it's been fun. I mean, we uh, got caught up. It's been, I mean, it's Sunday after Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, right? So again, just another busy week and 
a lot of moving pieces, you know what I mean? But glad we were able to get some time to sit down and kind of, you know, just go over what's been happening. Your cheater Yankees coming back to life. No, and... no, 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 no. <laughs> World Series contender <laughs> Yankees. Your cheating Yankees World coming back Series to life. World Series contender so. Yankees. You know, Tampa Bay still looking good. Um, overrated Toronto looking shitty. Overrated Padres Last place Toronto. Yeah, the Cardinals coming back to life a little bit. Maybe some leadership finally starting to merge there again. So the little big giant Jose Altuve coming back. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot, a lot of, of stuff. Things. Yep, a lot of stuff happening. Right, a lot of things moving. A lot of moving pieces. We're coming into the month of June now, so those hot days of June are going to get started here soon. And you know, everybody knows that the middle of summer can get brutal and. You know, a lot of stuff can start to change. Some teams start to get tired and start to kind of lose pace a little bit. And, you know, all-star games come up in July and things like that. So getting fun, getting fun, getting interesting trade deadline, right? So Right. Um, any last words, any last food thought from you, Carlos? Nah, man, just go Yanks, man. Go Yanks. That's all I got to say. They're playing good ball. I'm excited to see them, you know, continue to get healthier one and just continue to win ball games excited to see the rest of the season play out and hopefully your team is you know doing what you're expecting them to do or what you're hoping that they do and that they continue to do it and we'll see kind of where this season takes us and how much funner it's going to get man we appreciate everybody again uh really really appreciate all the love and all the feedback from everyone so um keep listening keep sharing you know keep uh giving us some giving us the feedback you know that helps make this better for everybody we really appreciate y'all y'all have a great rest of your week here and we'll see you guys soon Go here.